It was a great idea at the time. Consumers loved it. In fact, Red Cycle was so popular that in the end it just couldn't cope with the billions of plastic items it had collected for recycling. Last year it was revealed that the company behind Red Cycle was diverting plastic waste to storage instead of recycling facilities. Yesterday, the New South Wales Supreme Court delivering the final nail in the coffin for Red Cycle, uh, it declared the company insolvent. So what next? What happens to the waste already collected and the waste that you're probably right now currently collecting in your house and wondering, what do I do with it? Suzanne Toombaru is the CEO of the Australian Council of Recycling and our guest this morning. Suzanne, welcome. Good morning, Patricia. Last week, the supermarket giants uh, took control of the 12,400 tonnes of plastic found in warehouses across the country. What's their solution? So far as we understand it, this uh, the retailers have uh, agreed to take responsibility for the material. Uh, we are awaiting uh, a plan, a detailed plan of, of what comes next. Uh, and our understanding is that in taking responsibility, they have committed to as best as possible uh, ensure that that material is recycled. Uh, and so the, the next steps will be made clear over the next, I'd, I'd hope, uh, week or so. In the meantime, uh, it, it, it is, I'd say, a really big opportunity to cast light on the broader efforts that the community can make in terms of recycling because there is so much that people can do. Sometimes we might get caught up on where the system has gone wrong uh, and where we might have reached an impasse with one type of collection or one type of processing. But we have to keep in mind, and Patricia, to your words uh, about our waste, uh, there is so much that we can do and so much that we can recycle. So, for example, take a look at container deposit schemes that have unrolled over the last few years in New South Wales where you can take your containers and make sure that your beverage containers and make sure they do reach and actually a high value outcome. In many cases, you can, you can recycle those materials from bottle back into bottle, can back into can. So, uh, and in fact, for a refund as well, on top of that, mm. um, there's a reward for doing so. In other instances, make sure, making sure that even in your household recycling, you are making the right decisions when you put, put things into the bin and you're recycling right. Because the other side of this is people did engage really well with the soft plastic collection scheme. We saw such a great amount of community energy and input. On the other hand, we need to do much better to recycle right and make sure that across the system we're putting the right things into the right places so they can achieve a real recycling outcome. First place to start is, in your, is at your yellow bin at home check before you chuck something in. Not everything belongs in the yellow bin. Uh, the Australian Council of Recycling has an app called RecycleMate where you can confirm in your own location, in your own local government area, because they do vary, unfortunately, for now, um, that what you are putting into your bin can actually be recycled or check uh, to see if it can reach uh, recycling via another drop-off point. Batteries are a really uh, good example. They should not go in any household bins. They cause fire through the waste and also the recycling systems. Check uh, where, they, where you can drop them off and they can reach another life too. Uh, look, from the talks that you've had with the industry, do you think the sector is sincere in trying to deal with this problem? I've been on the ground and seen my, for myself just how sincere uh, and deeply invested the sector is. And again, 
the sector recycles so many different things and sometimes we can focus on one one thing. Uh, in this case, the focus is on soft plastics and rightly so because they are very difficult post-consumer to recover and to recycle. They're quite mixed material. We, we think of them, uh, I guess, as a community as one thing, scrunchable plastics, but in fact, they can be many things uh, in terms of the polymers that they are comprised of and that makes it really hard to reprocess them because when you mix different types of plastics together, the systems designed to recycle them are very challenged in doing so. They the most of those systems are designed to recycle one type of plastic at a time. So for example, the soft drink bottle, which is would be made out of PET plastic, uh, can be recycled through PET facilities. Your milk bottle, made out of what we call high-density polyethylene, uh, gets processed in an HDPE facility. When they get mixed up, as they do in soft plastics, which can be comprised of everything from something called low-density polyethylene to PVC, which don't react well together, then you really challenge the recycling system. But we recycle glass from bottle to bottle. We recycle soft drink bottles back into bottles, boxes back into boxes. We even take batteries and extract very valuable uh, minerals from them that are, that are able to come back into the supply chain. Metals, for example, have a really good market. We can even recycle buildings and roads back into roads. So there is absolute huge investment and a very, very big effort to make sure we can recover and recycle as much as possible. On the other hand, not everything is made to be recycled. And so there is that design challenge to make sure that whilst our sector does its very best to make sure that whatever reaches its end of use gets another life, more needs to be done at the, at the design end to ensure that that can actually happen. Now, packaging is a really good avenue for that because you can make it out of simpler formats and simpler materials uh, and you can design it much more simply. And there are strong targets, for example, led by the Australian National Packaging Covenant Organisation uh, to do just that, to make everything reusable, all forms of packaging reusable, recyclable. Uh, and so although they have those targets, there's a lot more work to be done to achieve that. But the fact is that every item reaches an end of use uh, and we should be able to find ways to recover and recycle all of those. And the community has played its part, for example, in the role of Red Cycle, where they have made the effort to take those materials for recycling. There's a lot more they can do to check and make sure that uh, everything at end of use um, might achieve uh, a recycling outcome. So, so, Suzanne, how costly is this issue going to be for industry and will consumers be the ones who end up paying for the recycling schemes? Recycling is not cheap, but let's not kid ourselves. We're taking something that often wasn't designed to be uh, recovered and reused. Uh, we are sorting it, reprocessing it, cleaning it up uh, and taking it to a market where it needs to be fit for purpose and compete at both a cost level and a quality level with virgin materials. Uh, and, and ideally, we have to do that with all the things that enter into our supply chain. Uh, and so we do need to be more attentive to how we uh, how we allocate those costs. Typically, they've been treated by, uh, I guess, <laughs> uh, the market as external costs. Uh, and effectively, the fact is, Patricia, that the community always pays the cost uh, for waste 
and for recovered materials. Ideally, we'd like to see those costs better distributed and, in fact, those efforts better distributed across the entire supply chain. And we have seen some good earnest efforts by what we call product stewards, producers, who are aimed to take responsibility uh, for their products at, uh, and packaging at end of use. Container deposit schemes are a really good example of that, where a good proportion of the cost of a beverage goes into uh, the cost of recovering and recycling the material. Uh, when there's also, for example, just as a, a random thought, there's product stewardship of engine oil. So the oil mm. that comes out of your car uh, actually gets delivered back to a, a re-refinery and recycled back into uh, a, an oil that can be reused. So all of that, um, all of that cost is embedded and allocated across the system. We need to see a fair way to distribute that so that it doesn't just get lumped with a community. Suzanne, thank you so much for joining us. Such a pleasure. Thank you for talking. Suzanne Tumbaru is the CEO of the Australian Council of Recycling. ABCRN helps you understand the world. Find more of our stories on the ABC Listen app. Hi, podcasters. Just thought I'd give a quick shout out to The Science Show. I read your text, so I know you all love a good science story. Of course you do. So check out The Science Show with the fabulous Robin Williams on the ABC Listen app or wherever you get your podcasts.